This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome to the Flying Solo Podcast, a show for those going it alone in business. If you're working solo or have dreams of starting up, you'll find support, inspiration and advice at Australia's largest and liveliest small business community. Find us at flyingsolo.com.au or join us on Facebook. Here's your host, Robert Gerrish. Hi, welcome to another Flying Solo Podcast. Good to have you here. Don't forget, if you're listening via iTunes, please leave a brief review for us as it's really helpful. And don't forget, we welcome comments and discussion on Facebook or via the page this show has on flyingsolo.com.au. Well, on today's podcast, we're talking about, well, podcasting. Uh, my guest is Ronsley Vaz, the host of Australia's number one food podcast, Bond Appetit, that focuses on uniting entrepreneurs through food and fixing their relationships with food. And I'm going to question him about that in a moment. Now, Ronsley ran his own fresh food restaurant for a number of years, but these days has replaced the kitchen with a recording studio. He's a man of many skills, has a master's degree in software engineering and an MBA in psychology and leadership. Clearly not one to shy away from big challenges. He recently decided to stage the Podcast Revolution Down Under event in Surfers Paradise on November the 7th and 8th. And having zero experience of hosting events has assured me he's going to fill his venue because podcasting is going nuts, apparently. Hi, Ronsley. So is that right? Are we really in the midst of a podcast revolution? Well, apparently, it's either that or I'm seeing outlanders everywhere because I have an outlander. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but every second person I talk to these days is, is starting a podcast. And, and I think uh, it's maybe like you alluded to, the illusion of um, being involved in the industry um, and, and noticing more than you noticed before. Mm. Look, I should just let listeners know that, that, that what you're referring to there is a discussion that the two of us had sort of uh, off air, well, in fact, on your podcast mm. um, a few weeks ago where, where, yes, we were talking about is it, is it that everybody's doing podcasting or is it because, you know, you and I are doing podcasting that suddenly looks like the whole world is. But look, let's come back there in a minute. Before we, before we get too far into this, um, what I'd like, like love to ask you is, your sort of um, descriptor that you have with, with your Bond Appetit podcast says uniting entrepreneurs through food and fixing their relationships with food. And that, that I, I'm interested in that. Do entrepreneurs have a history of poor food relationships? Well, I think it's the last thing we pay attention to for whatever reason. Ah, okay, okay. I think we forget that it is the fuel that fuels our success. Uh, when we buy a new car, we make sure we put 98 octane fuel in it. For whatever reason, we don't think that we need it. And I, th I thought that it was really important that we um, addressed it. And mm. I, I think 
that everyone has a very skewed relationship with food. It depends on your influences, what you think is healthy. Everyone wants to eat healthy. Everyone sure. has uh, the desire to eat healthy food. But with marketing and advertising doing their bit, uh, no one really knows what healthy food is anymore. So uh, I decided to get a whole bunch of people from entrepreneurs right up to um, health coaches and nutritionists and uh, people that had good relationships with food or even bad ones and talk right. about their journey and how they went about fixing it or in the process of getting it fixed. Fantastic. And that's, I mean, that's a lovely and quite unique sort of niche you've got there and you've grown it to you know, the number one podcast on food and that's no mean feat. I mean, there's quite a few podcasts out there. What, do you want to baffle us with any numbers? What sort of listeners or subscribers have you got? Well, I get about six and a half thousand a day, uh, Robert. But I wanna, I wanna, I wanna mention this very clearly mm. for anyone listening. It's not about the numbers. Right. It's, it is about the community that you build. It's it's great to have that kind of numbers, but I don't think that that it is the be all and end all of podcasting. Even if you have one, even if I had one listener. I'd want to talk to them as authentically as I possibly could. And I think that's really important. Yeah, look, that's a great point. And I guess, it, uh, and I always forget this guy's name, but one of the classics, uh, classic quotes from the world of advertising from the 60s was, um, reach the people who count, don't count the people you reach, which is, um, I think that's what you're just saying. Yeah. So that's such a good point. So look, you're a very interesting man. And, um, you know, as I've mentioned a few minutes before, I've kind of spoken to you before, so I feel I know a little bit about you. Um, You've done all sorts of studies. You know, here you are as a, uh, a degree in software engineering. You've got an MBA in psychology and leadership. Um, you've worked as a chef in a, in a, in a you know, very nice business, and, and now you're moving to podcasting. So it's, it's like your, 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 your own kind of, um, I don't know, dish of, dish of food that you put all your ingredients, all the, all the Ronsley Vaz ingredients in, and then out comes this, um, this sort of energetic... Um, lively guy who's who's now decided to kind of really grab the whole podcast space. So, what what was your path to that? Was it was it just because, well, not just because, but was it because of the success of your podcast that you just thought, you know, what I'm really onto something here, um, or is it is it statistics that you've seen or heard? What is it that really kind of got you to move from what you've been doing into really kind of grabbing this space? Oh, that's uh, that's a that's a, how, how long do you have? <laughs> well, it's about fifteen questions in one there. So you just you just do do as well as you can, and I'll I'll just tell sure. you if you're going on for too long. Um, the, see, podcasting is about people. It's not about stats. I wanted right. to mention that. Yeah. Uh, I happened to stumble upon podcasting when I started my food business, which is still going. We still have chefs. We still cook for entrepreneurs. We still right. do that stuff. And and I think that because of what I was able to generate in terms of profile building, in per, in terms of a connection with listeners, and also looking at, at the way trends were going in the marketing space, the idea that every business today is first a media business before they, they are a lawyer or a franchise owner or whatever mm -hmm. else, uh, that they have to take care of the media side of things um, as well as do their business. I was looking at the trends and I, I realized a few things. One was there used to be a time when Facebook used to 
you know, pay to play and, and uh, sorry, it was free and, and yep. everyone went, oh, that's cool. I'm, I'm reaching a whole bunch of people. Then Facebook went public and we decided to pay to play and a whole bunch of us, myself included, went, hey, that's rubbish. I'm not going to play on Facebook anymore. Right. However, the ones that decided to embrace it uh, are the ones that made the massive strides with Facebook advertising. And I'm not saying that Facebook advertising is dead. I'm just saying mm. that, uh, the ones that got in early yep. uh, um, were doing it with less amount of money mm-hmm. involved. And with small businesses and solopreneurs and entrepreneurs, the, you know, you, you, competing with the likes of Telstra and Optus when they come on board with Facebook advertising is, is like, what, 11 to $17 worth um, for an Australian entrepreneur for a click. Yep. As an example today, sure. so looking no. at 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 the, stri- at the at the trends, and I went well before America takes hold of the podcasting space, which has happened. Uh, this sixty six percent of the listeners on the planet are in the states, right. um, and we get to play in Australia in a muddy puddle, as I call it. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, let me just let me just stop you there. So you're you're saying that you're saying then that it's not just the listeners, but it's it's the broadcasting that is dominated by the US. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But I mean, we've got plenty. I mean, I guess I, I I think of my own sort of situation where, with our podcast at Flying Solo, my my primary audience are Australians. So it's a you know it's not a muddy puddle. It's a beautiful big. Yes. ocean <laughs> but yes. it's not as big as the u.s ocean but but um I, I take your point so you're saying that you know we're starting from a much smaller base and so we've we've got more work to do presumably to kind of rise up and be heard well no what, what i'm trying to say is that um with australian podcasters uh, we are still competing in a global space sure and if we wait too long, I'm not. I'm not. See, by by no means am I. Am I saying jump on board today? Okay. I, I'm saying that. Consider that the early adopter benefits of jumping on board something that is going to explode. In my opinion. Yeah. Okay. So it's you're talking about it as a future thing, as as opposed to, um, you know, something that's already exploded. I mean, it's 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 quite hard, isn't it? Whenever there's something that that is really taking off. You know, early adopters, possibly a few listening, might be those who started a podcast three years ago or yes. four years ago. Um, but it's 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 a very good point that you make that it's it's still early, isn't it? It's still very early. There's no, you know, the the, the point that, um, or one of the questions that I often get, concerns that I often get from members of our community, is this kind of concern that they're going to miss the boat or miss the bus. Um, because often when early adopters get going, they make a big song and dance about it. And media, of course, love all the newness um, and make a big song and dance about it. And it's quite easy to sometimes stand back and just feel overwhelmed by it and think, well, I've missed that one. But it's not the case with podcasting, is it? Well, let's let's look at a few things in mm. terms of way of consuming content. Yep. So there's blogs, there's videos, there's, there's podcasting. Mm-hmm. That's the way you can get your message out there. There's 1.7 million odd blogs published every day. Uh, there is 2 million minutes of YouTube uh, videos produced every week. And there's only 300,000 podcasts in total. Hmm. Um, and just to, <laughs> you know, it's still a massive blue ocean. Um, it is still 
fairly early in the game considering we have a tab on Google for images. We have a tab on, on Google for uh, videos yeah. uh, and we have a tab on, you know, for, for text, I suppose. And, and audio is coming. Audio search engines are coming. Instagram for audio is coming. Hmm. Uh, the, the idea of interacting with audio uh, on the go is, is, is coming. The President of the United States just went to a garage a couple of weeks ago to record uh, an interview on a WTF podcast. Yes, I, I read about that one. That's fascinating. Yeah, and, yep. and just, just the trends. I mean, you, hmm. I mean, look at the trends. You kind of go, well, uh, and the idea that the auditory sense is so important for us and then we connect so intimately uh, through the power of sound hmm. You just add all that together and I go, yeah, I want anyone and everyone to consider it. Get as much information as possible to consider it as an option to getting your message out there. Sure. Okay. Well, uh, and uh, I, I wholeheartedly agree, agree with what you're saying. I suppose it's also true that um, it may never happen that, that uh, audio is um, quite as, as big as, as uh, video and the written word, but... You know, maybe it is. I mean, but certainly with the stats you're creating there, with 300,000 podcasts a week compared to, you know, 1.7 million blogs. I mean, it's, there's, a, there's a vast gap there. So can I ask you, what, um, what do you think actually kind of makes for a good podcaster, or if you prefer, what makes for a not-so-good podcaster? Well, I think a good podcast is an authentic expression of the person creating the podcast. Mm-hmm. Now, I feel that what makes a bad podcast is someone going out and copying someone else's podcast that is doing well. And I and does, is that happening? Is, are people doing that? Oh, absolutely. It's, it's okay. uh, you know, everything's on fire these days. Uh, <laughs> but is that, is that copying it in terms of positioning? I mean, or, or literally style and content and everything? Uh, see, I, I've, I've actually come across a word-for-word exact uh, podcast that copy uh, existing podcasts that are you know, doing well. And really? see, wow. don't get me wrong. Don't yep. get me wrong. I don't, mm. I don't necessarily think that there are two sides to look at every story. And sure. every comedian that ever became big started off by doing impressions of their favorite comedians. Uh, so I'm not going to, you know, go out and dish or, you know, pile on the bad stuff. No, okay. Person. But I, I think that if you really want to get the traction that you want, um, I believe that it needs to be an authentic expression of who you are because you cannot, in my opinion, again, um, you know, I, for lack of another word, bullshit your way through, mm. uh, especially on a, on, a, on a podcast. Yeah, got you. Okay, and what, I mean, do you have um, sort of observations generally? I mean, do you, do you have many people that are sort of approaching you having established a, pon- a podcast? podcast podcast having said you know ronzi what do you make of this i mean what what do you think the general standard is like are we are we doing okay as a nation are we doing okay um generally with this sort of media do you think see i think there's it's popping up like for example i just got invited recently to uh, a facebook group of australian podcasters and there's like a 150 people in there uh which is great there's Mm -hmm. a podcasting an oz podcast directory which right. is, again, stuff that is popping up that you kind of go, well, you know, there, there, there are massive signs of people getting involved in podcasting. Um, again, if you look at Libsyn, which is one of the primary hosting spaces, 
that uh, host MP3 files for podcasts. Yep. Uh, in 2014, they got 2.6 billion downloads in 2014 alone. Mm. Uh, so, it, it, like, uh, now it's hard to, to separate from Australia and the US. There are a lot of research and a lot of um, stats have been done for the US market, but not much, like, actually none for the Australian market. Right. Uh, but just based on what we kind of do in our everyday life we get we wake up in the morning we get into a car or we get on the bus and we travel we have all this time we would rather learn while we're doing something else hmm. and i think that that's why audio lends itself to getting in, getting to people that would normally not stop to consume content like video and blogs yeah look i think i think that's a great point and i must admit in my own sort of experience of um of consuming podcasts for years i didn't and i because i just didn't kind of have that um that particular time in my day and then then i kind of realized i did and i start and i found a couple of really good podcasts and now i don't i don't listen every day but i would say probably I don't know, two or three times a week, I'll be listening to my favorite podcasts. Um, and it's, as you say, you can, I do it often when I'm walking or as you said, when I'm, when I'm on public transport or something, and it's fantastic. So just going back again, just a little bit to um, kind of what makes a good podcast. And I love your point there about, you know, it being an authentic expression. And clearly, you know, as, as, uh, as, as marketers, we both kind of know that, it makes a whole lot of sense to have a very clear sort of proposition and you know and positioning for your podcast. What about the um, kind of individual skills? You know, there are quite possibly people listening are thinking, well, you know, yeah, maybe, but will I be any good? You know, how how do you kind of how, how did you or what do you think about how people just kind of get going and see if they're any good? I think just starting, just starting is is like in any in anything. You just have to start. If an Indian uh, like me has got a podcast that's successful with, uh, you know, an Indian accent, I suppose it's 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 one of those things that we kind of really put ourselves down, and we don't like to hear ourselves talk, and and we think that we might not be any good when uh, who who is going to listen to us? Who am I to write a book? Who am I to do this? Who am I to do that? And in all honesty, you are you. And that's why mm. I mentioned authentic expression. No one else can replicate you. No one else can replicate your energy, your being, your purpose. And when you find that and you find the connection between that and what you have to share, that everybody, ladies and gentlemen, that is priceless. I, I cannot tell you how priceless that is. And then when you find that with a connection through business, uh, then you suddenly, you know, are playing like a pig in shit and loving what you're doing. <laughs> I'm going to have to knock all these expletives out. This is disgraceful, Ronsley. No, not yeah. at all. So, um, okay, I agree. So just kind of get started. Just start, just, just start interviewing some people. But I guess also we don't have to publish, do we, straight away. We can use our smartphones to record and then ask someone else to listen to it uh, or you know that we don't have to go straight from kind of zero to publishing would you agree with that oh absolutely Mm. i i think uh just paying attention to few like you know few things that you're doing like everyone's on skype these days and 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 you know having a chat with Having a chat with your kids, like if you have kids and having a chat with them and recording it is, is a really good way of finding out how, how good you are and how good you can get. Hmm. 
there's always room for improvement. Yeah, well, I think that's also a great point, particularly if you have a teenage child, because if you can get one of them to talk at all, in my experience, then uh, you're doing very, very well indeed. So, okay, so let's look at another couple of things. And firstly, what I'd, what I'd love to know this the event that you're running, Podcast Revolution, um, it's November, but you know, that's going to be upon us quite soon. So, what, what might somebody coming to that, who do you want to have at that event, and what are they going to get from it? Well, this is this is the this is the thing I, I'd I'd like for, for us. What we really want to do is expose the podcasting idea to business owners, entrepreneurs, uh, artists, uh, people with brands, personal brands uh, of themselves or or their business, and giving them uh, all the tools, all the training that's required to create a following. So there's two parts when you have a following. It's the mm. before having the following and before creating the platform to get the following and the after part, what to do after that so that it becomes sustainable. Uh, so over the, over the two days, what we're going to do is going to go through the pre, um, pre-creating the platform, what you okay. could, um, and while you have the platform, what you got to do. And then after you have the platform, how do you monetize? How do you leverage? How do you create products? How do you make it a sustainable thing so that you don't feel like it's a chore? Okay, so it's literally as you walk into the sort of conference on the first day with maybe no knowledge whatsoever about how to get started in podcasting, but just a, an interest in the topic. And then by the end of the conference, you're going to leave knowing how to do it, where to do it, and probably pretty damn near to launching your first one. Is that, the, is that what you're hoping for? Absolutely, yeah. and and it's it's not only for people who don't have a podcast yet. We've got multiple streams running so that people who do have a podcast can do the advanced levels uh, and the advanced workshops or presentations on 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 how to engage and how to create stories and 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 how to um, really. Uh, talk to your people okay so let's just let me uh, that sounds great and i'm going to get back to you again so of on your sort of week now let's assume you work uh, roughly a five-day week maybe more maybe less how much of it is actually now involved actively with podcasting what sort of percentage of your time well i i do coach uh a lot of high-end businesses and getting the, getting them to launch their platforms okay in so, podcasting in podcasting. Okay, so that's so that's podcasting consulting. So you do a fair bit of that. Yeah. And then you the rest of the time you're what you're actually interviewing broadcasting. Yeah, I'm 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 interviewing. I still do uh cooking for certain clients. I still uh do that on a regular basis. Uh but in terms of interviewing, I I have what I've done is I've streamlined my process to a point where I just do the talking, <laughs> right. the fun part, and 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 the the parts on either side of it, like the just scheduling, is done by um, my assistant, which is she's awesome, and uh, we have a team that does the editing and the show notes as well uh, after the, the the MP3 file is created. So okay, so you're using your time, you're delegating, outsourcing, and um, being a very 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 effective and successful solo business owner by the sounds of it or small business owner anyway so um let me just move again to a slightly different area so if we go to a sort of networking event these days it's not unusual to meet someone who you know ask them what they do and they say i'm a blogger and that would never have happened a few years ago and you know then you find out exactly what it is they blog about and then you try and work out you know maybe where's the living in that 
Do you think that um, increasingly we're going to see people who would describe themselves as a podcaster? Or is do you imagine that podcasting will primarily exist as a um, an activity, a media activity of a business that does other stuff, if, if that makes sense as a question? Oh, absolutely. And, and I've got two uh, points to that. Number one, at the end of 2014, uh, Gimlet Media uh, were raised to two million dollars by uh, through venture capitalists that that backed Twitter and Dig um, to to be a podcasting company, only to produce one podcast every year for the next three years. That's all they did, and they're mm-hmm. on the second podcast right now. Uh, so to say that people are going to identify themselves as, pod- as podcasters, yes, it's already happening. Right. Uh, Number two, one of the things that podcasting does give, which I suppose I'm yet to see, and maybe I'm again, uh, maybe I've got my blinkers on, it it gives you a PR campaign that is measurable. So you can find out how many listeners you have, and you know that in in numbers. You can also find out how many people you talk to. So by by as a measure of talking to other influences within your industry if you do an interview type show, hmm. you kind of have an idea of how far your profile is building and how many people know about you and how many people you'd like, you know, uh, and, and, and rather than going and doing a PR campaign where you put your picture up on a billboard or in a magazine, for example, you have no way of measuring how many people actually see that. So there are two sides to this. One is, yes, people are, can can be podcasters. And two, I think if they're not and they're just going to use it as media for their business, it's still quite an effective way to get profile to create partnerships. Got you. Okay. Look, I think that's, that's a great point. Now, I'm going to, I know you're an ideas man and I hadn't warned you I'm going to do this, but I'm going to do it anyway. Um, I'm just going to throw a couple of, um, sort of professions at you yep. and I'd just like to know what, where you think um, these individuals, where an opening might be within the whole podcasting arena. Are you happy to do that? Absolutely. Let's just see where we go. So let's imagine a mortgage broker, solo solo business mortgage broker, you know, quite a confident, outgoing person, likes talking to people. What? How might podcasting fit into their one-person business? So let's let's talk about what mortgage brokers do. Uh, so if I had to ask you, what does this mortgage broker specialize in? Uh, what would you say? Okay, well, let's say this mortgage broker specializes in helping uh, young couples get their first get the foot on the the ladder for their first property in in uh, urban locations. Great. So, uh, what would be the biggest issues for that young couple? If that mortgage broker went and created um, a podcast around the field, around helping these young couples uh, get all their issues solved, uh, then every young couple that's listening that's one, that wants to buy their first home, okay. uh, if, you know what I mean? Like, say, if, yep. if, if uh, you come across all these different barriers, I mean, every it doesn't matter what, what you land up doing. Yeah. Okay. All right. So what you're saying there is, um, is, and we won't because I don't know that mortgage broker because we just made her or him up. But let's just um, what you're saying is they need to know what are the kind of the hot buttons, the common issues that their clients typically face, and then basically put together a sort of podcast series that talks about talks to people that are either 
uh, probably the other side of those challenges, in other words, have some kind of solution to those challenges. That's that's kind of what you're su what you're suggesting, I think. Well, I'm I'm, I'm suggesting that that could be one cookie cutter type of way of looking at it. Yep. Uh, it, it is really important that if, if this mortgage broker feels really passionately about young couples getting their right deals, then uh, there's so many different ways of looking at it. Uh, as, an, as an example, if he just did uh, stories, like he, if he just interviewed a whole bunch of couples that went through either a success story or a, a, a story of, of hardship yep. about getting their first um, yeah, home, then you're kind of preparing your clients to what in terms of what to expect. Yeah. Okay. Now that's that good response. Let's let's have a, a different one where I won't just keep picking, picking up professions. I realize that's not such a good strategy. Let's let's look at one where maybe somebody who's listening who's um, feels pretty passionate about what they well feels very passionate about what they do but doesn't actually have the sort of confidence or maybe even the voice, the, and those two sometimes go hand in hand, to, um, you know, to interview people on a regular basis. Is there, is there a way that, that podcasting can work for them? Are there sort of podcast guns for hire that can create content for businesses? Is that something that's emerging yet? Well, you can be positioned as the expert where you have a host that hosts your show. So you, all you do is appear on the show and the okay. host actually interviews you hmm. as the expert. And then, then um, it, it depends. On every week you can have a different topic and then the host just sort of talks to you about the topic and you, you're the expert and you're just answering the questions. Yeah, okay. And presumably though, in the same way that um, with kind of written content, you know, when... I remember when we started out in whatever 2004 2005 um and we started writing our own content there was there were none of these sort of content farms or content factories that uh, would basically you know you give them a theme and and they'll they'll give you a 500 word article based around it you know which are, are quite um, prolific now and use a number of sort of overseas writers and it's clearly not something that 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 we would ever do and don't have any need to do in our side of things. But um, do you think it's likely that there will be people emerging that will create a podcast for you, you know, that will actually go out and do the interviews and do everything on your behalf? Do you think that's something that... Uh, have you seen that happening in the US yet, or is that is that not there? Well, no. See, this is the reason why. What happens in blogging is because there is there is this massive competition of uh, to getting noticed, right? So when you mm. initially start your blog, there are so many other people that are, that, that are competing for the same keywords, as an example. Yep. So would you, you know, people are trying to get noticed. That's the main thing. So I believe that in podcasting, just like blogging used to be, it, it needs to be authentic. Mm. And why we have arrived at this point now where people are going out and, and creating content in a, in a, and outsourcing that is because they, wanna, they don't want to waste their time to get noticed. Mm. And when they do get noticed, then they can talk to the people that notice them. But it's, it's such a roundabout way of doing it. it again, it's my opinion. I mm. believe that um, I, you, you, can't, you can't show another face uh, when you podcast because sooner or later, if it's not episode one, it's episode 10, your true self is going to come out because in a conversation or however it is, your true self is going to come out. That's my opinion. I don't yeah. know. 
it's true or not. But um, I would love to see it as authentic as possible. Yeah, okay. No, good point. Okay, so look, we're going to, um, we know that uh, your event's coming up 7th and 8th of November. Where's the best place to go if we want to find out more information about that? Uh, wearepodcast.com, uh, W-E-A-R-E, podcast.com. Um, is is the best place to go to check it out. Okay, and what's what's the kind of the next um, podcast that you have lined up? You have two different ones currently, or do you? How, how many do you have in your sort of stable of podcasts? Yeah, I've got two. So I've got uh, the Bon Appetit podcast, which uh, is all about food and entrepreneurship and how food feels success that we spoke about. Yep. Um, I believe Dan Norris from WP Curve is going to be on that next, which is next week. Excellent. He's a uh, nice guy. Yes. And uh, Robert Gerrish uh, got released today on Podcast Revolution. Oh, you're kidding. That You got him? I got, oh. I got, I got him uh, with, with, his, uh, with his English accent. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and we talked about his, his career and uh, his... Um, his life before he started um, uh, flying solo and, and <laughs> in between. Um, that got released today and, and Podcast Revolution is all about podcasters' journeys and what they learned and, and what they preferred they, they should have known about podcasting, whether it's going to be a success, uh, success stories, failure stories and advantages and everything in between. Okay, and tell and Ronzi, I'm interested. Do you have? You don't need to, to share any any concepts, but is your intention to run more podcasts? Are you going to have different themes? Is that? Do you have a, a plan to do more and more? Well, the more I think about it, Robert. Like yesterday, for example, uh, I had this idea of well, there's so many people that might want to create a podcast. Uh, who are in startup mode and can't afford, you know, going and getting someone to help them do it, or they might not know the best way to go and do it. And I have this 45-item checklist that mm. I give out to people who who want to find out, who want to create their own podcast. If I if I did a series of the 45 episodes as an example, mm. uh, and it just it just it just 45 episodes and that's it, and it lives somewhere on iTunes. That's a great and idea. It's very short and it's like a 45-day challenge to create your own podcast. Like, Good. I, I have all these ideas and there's mm. <laughs> no shortage of ideas. It's about execution, isn't it? Of course it is. Well, look, when you, if, you know, if you get those up and running, let us know and uh, we'll make sure that we, we share that with our community as well. So, look, finally, Ronzi, I've got a list in front of me of 20 questions. I can see the list, but you can't. Um, I would just like you to choose a number between 1 and 20 and I'm going to ask you that question. 13. 13. Oh, okay. Nice one for you. What's the best piece of business advice you've ever been given? Oh, oh tricky, isn't it? Well, um, Andrew Griffiths, when we speak about him a lot, uh, yep. Rob, you and me, uh, he is the type of entrepreneur that I want to be when I grow up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he really embodies uh, true entrepreneurship where he's just he finds time for everyone, and you feel like you're you, when he talks to you that you're just, you're, you're the only person in his in his world. Mm. He he said to me that you got to do the one percent that people are not prepared to do. Uh, it's the it's the one percent that uh, everyone talks about, and no one ever does. Mm. And figure out what that one percent is. You know what it is deep within your soul. You know what that one percent is. And if you did that 
and only that, and you, and you delegated all the other 99% of the stuff out, you will be very, very successful. Hmm, nice one. Thank you, Ronzi. Well, that's good. Good. Well done. And uh, yes, we both speak fondly about Dear Andrew. So look, thank you so much for spending your time with us and uh, look forward to um, hearing how your uh, event continues to grow. And I'm sure it will. And I, as, as I say, I'm absolutely certain that um, you're onto something. We're all onto something. Podcasting is going nuts. And I'm delighted to uh, have, have uh, had this time with you. Thanks for, for sharing it with, with Flying Solo. Thank you, Robert. Thanks for having me on the show. Thank you. And that's where we'll leave this show from Flying Solo and your host, Robert Gerrish. We'd love to receive feedback, even a brief review for those listening via iTunes. If you're planning to start a business or rejuvenate the one you're in, check out our bestseller, Flying Solo, How to Go It Alone in Business. It includes everything we know about working on your own. And of course, we invite you to dive into the resources and supportive community at flyingsolo.com.au. 